Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I'm Clay Travis. I hope you guys are having fantastic weekends wherever you may be headed. Uh, I hope that we can help to pass the time with the podcast today. Loaded show, Lance Taylor in hour one, in hour two, Alex Marvez, and in hour three, we head down to Dallas to talk with Joel Klatt, who will be calling the OU Texas game for Fox. All that, plus more discussion about the NBA and China, and we draft the best games of the weekend. All that still to come. Also, I'd encourage you to check out the new Wins and Losses podcast. Me and Darren Ravel are talking and debating and discussing everything surrounding the NBA and China. Encourage you to go listen to that as well. Hope you have fantastic weekends. Thanks for listening. Podcast begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. I hope you guys are having a fantastic Friday wherever across the country you may be. I don't know if we learned very much about the Patriots last night as they got to 6-0. Except for the fact that I don't really see any way imaginable that the Patriots are not going to have home field advantage this year in the NFL playoffs as long as Tom Brady stays healthy because this defense is just so incredibly stout I mean it feels like cheating to get to play Tom Brady and your defense post 14 points like the New England Patriots did last night they blocked a punt for a touchdown, and they scored on uh, on a return, an interception return or fumble slash interception return, however you want to classify that, for a uh, for another touchdown. And by the way, I had the under on this game, and when there are twenty one non offensive points scored, 
that's a that's a tough bad beat here. I had forty two and a half, and there were uh, the Giants also scooped and scored on a Tom Brady fumble. So there are twenty one defensive or special teams touchdowns in this game. There's no way that game should have gone over forty two and a half based on what we actually saw. But the crazy thing to me is if you look at the Patriots' schedule, they still haven't played anybody at all. So that's wild in and of itself. But okay, the Patriots go on the road against the Jets on Monday night. I know Sam Darnold's back for mono, but this is kind of their schedule going forward. The Browns come on the road against the Patriots. So that's 7-0, that's 8-0. And then the Patriots go on the road against the Ravens. I feel like that's a total mismatch. Bill Belichick against Lamar Jackson. That's 9-0. Then the first game that they could actually lose, in my opinion, is the Patriots on the road against the Eagles. There's a legitimate argument that this year's Patriots team has uh, the possibility. But you even look at their schedule. I don't know how many games they'll be an underdog in for the entire season. I mean, it's crazy how easy this schedule is combined with the fact that the Patriots are defensively on the level of the 85 Bears and the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. They gave up one touchdown, really, last night. I know they got the scoop and score, but that's on the that's on the Patriot offense. Tom Brady for holding on the ball too long there, getting hit and fumbling. But the Giants hit the 64-yard touchdown to Golden Tate, which was a juggling touchdown that I don't think happens very many times out of 100. And they've given up three real Uh, offensive touchdowns to the other team in six games. The Redskins scored one, the Bills scored one, and now the Giants have scored one. Now, the way the data works, if you give up defensive or special teams touchdowns, which seems like a big flaw, then that counts against your defensive totals. But the Patriots have played six games, and they've given up three total touchdowns. And Daniel Jones, just what he wasn't ready for Bill Belichick. Young quarterbacks typically are not. So the fact that the Patriots won and covered was not a particular surprise. The only surprise to me was that this thing went over the number. So the Patriots get to 6-0. and The other major sporting news going on last night, the Houston Astros got the win over the Tampa Bay Rays. And so we've got Astros against Yankees in the ALCS. And then the other side, obviously, we have got the Cardinals going up against the Nats. Let me bring in the crew. We've got a loaded show for you, uh, FYI. We've got uh, my guy Lance Taylor in hour one. In hour two, we've got Alex Marvez. And then in hour three, Joel Klatt will join us from down in Dallas as he gets ready to call the Oklahoma and Texas game. Lots of big college football games. We'll get into that some with Lance Taylor here in the next segment. Uh, but I want to bring in uh, bring in my crew What, if anything, did we learn from last night's Thursday night football game that we didn't already know coming into this game, Danny G? Well, first of all, my power was shut off for a little while last night. Is this the big, uh, was this, is this part of the PG&E thing? Unfortunately, where I'm at, there was a fire two towns away from me. My power was shut off by Burbank Water and Power. I'm not a PG&E customer, but when we started the week by talking about this in Northern California and Central California, those power shutoffs by PG&E were because of high winds yeah. and dry weather conditions. So they're worried about 
power lines starting fires. And so that's why 800,000 customers had power issues throughout the week. And now Southern California is also being affected by this in Ventura County because of fires and high winds. And we are just surrounded by fires here right now in Southern California. So you didn't watch the whole game because I, the power was out. Yeah, I, it was interrupted, but I was able to see about three quarters worth. It's a lot, though. I yeah, mean, most people yep. didn't watch all the whole game. There wasn't a lot of suspense, honestly. I mean, I never once the Patriots. First of all, the Patriots got up fourteen nothing, and I was like, "All right, this game's never going to be remotely competitive." And then the sixty-four yard touchdown got hit quickly, and then boom, Brady gets hit, fumble, and suddenly it's tied at fourteen. And so yeah. you thought, oh, wow, this is kind of a kooky game. Maybe this is going to end up being somewhat interesting. You're saying but, I didn't miss much in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, the question is, if you're a gambler, you miss some stuff because you've had to figure out whether or not the over or the under was going to hit or the Patriots were going to cover. But really, there wasn't a great deal of suspense. I, I, I don't feel like we really learned anything that we didn't already know, except, again, the Patriots are going to have home field advantage. Now, I'm not sure this Patriot offense. We'll see what happened with Josh Gordon's uh, knee, like how uh, how severe that injury was and how long he might be out. But I don't think the Patriot offense is very good uh, in the grand scheme of things relative to maybe past Patriot offenses. Yeah. But I think this year Tom Brady has got a better defense than he might have ever had before, which means all the Patriots have to do is kind of keep the – kind of keep the car between the center of the lines and they're going to be, you know, have a bye, be playing in Foxborough, need to win two games, and they'll be in the Super Bowl down in Miami, which is, I think, what they're going to do. Dub, what you got for me? Well, I'm going to take your statement a, a step further. I don't think it even matters if Tom Brady's playing or not with the way this defense is. I think even if he got hurt, I still think they'd get home field advantage in the playoffs. We've already seen what Belichick has done. Uh, a few years back with Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett, they went out there, they dominated, their team blew out teams. I remember the game Jacoby Brissett played against the Texans. I think they won 35-7. to So I don't even think it matters if Tom Brady is even playing or not. Looking at their schedule, I think they go 13-3 and at the very worst, and that's probably good enough for that number one seed in the AFC. That's yeah. how good this defense is. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of truth to that. By the way, Eddie, uh, you are leaving. Are you leaving today? Tonight, yes. So what time do you leave? Uh, 10.30 at night. So you take off at 10.30 and you're going to Australia for two weeks. That's accurate, yes. Uh, so I, I'm, first of all, incredibly jealous. Uh, that you, you and your wife, just the two of you? Yes. How many places in Australia are you going to go? Uh, just two. Uh, Sydney and where else is my uh, guess? They pronou- it's pronounced Cairns, but it's spelled like Cairns. It's yeah. where you go for the Great Barrier Reef to check that out. That's pretty incredible. So how long is this flight? Have you ever been on a flight anywhere near? It's like 17 hours from L.A. to Sydney, right? Uh, well, we land in Auckland, New Zealand, so it's that's 16 hours, and then it's like an hour and a half to Sydney from there. Uh, that's, so you're not going to spend any time in New Zealand at all? N- well, yes and yeah, no. Yeah, an hour just, and a half yeah. or whatever yeah. it is for the, for the not, transfer. Right, not long, yeah. Uh, so what's your plan for the flight? Have you thought through this? I mean, are you going to take like a sleeping pill? Are you going to like, I mean, you want to watch like 10 movies? What's the plan here? Uh, I think it's going to be a, a mix of sleep and watching a lot of movies. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of tough. So you take off at 1030 at night. Yes. So the idea is in an ideal world, you fall asleep and you wake up and, you know, whatever, you're over halfway would be the ideal situation. Can you fall asleep on a plane? I can usually, yes. I'm hoping okay, that's that a continues. Big, that's a big advantage. Um, yeah. And my t- wife has like some melatonin or something she's going to bring. I don't yeah, know. my wife does that melatonin stuff. It doesn't work for me. 
Uh, the last time I went on an overnight flight, I took like four of those melatonin packets or whatever it is. It has no impact. I can't sleep on planes. I don't know what it is. I got to be laid like on my back in order to fall asleep or, you know, on my stomach or something like that. So uh, this this is awful all the time trying to fall asleep in an airplane is is miserable. So uh, what about the saw? Are you guys in coach? In between. It's not quite the... Because that's tiny, right? For 17 hours or yeah, whatever it is. And we're also in... We're, we're in the back row. It's just two seats. It's, so there's like extra leg room, I'm, I'm being told. No, uh, that's not bad. Yeah. So that you've never been to Australia before, though? No, no, no. not that, The last time... I mean, when I met you in England last yep. year, that's the first time I'd ever been out of the country. So but yeah, we, had this... such a, we had such a great time. I'm like, we got to start seeing the world a little bit if we can so uh, what how much exposure would you have to animals obviously the great barrier reef you could get eaten by a shark well thank you for, yeah for that uh yeah but we've uh, do you give us permission to spend a lot of time talking about you if you get killed by an animal in absolutely Australia? you can do whatever you want i'm and not in, not oh, in like a, like oh. you're not gonna be like yeah. oh you're just, like i mean that's pretty good content could for we us. rename the animal thunderdome in your honor eddie? i would i would like that actually if you yeah. did yeah the, so, the I mean, eddie garcia memorial sharks yes. around the great barrier reef i think and yeah. also saltwater crocodiles we've so, been I mean, we've been told uh the jellyfish is the thing to look out for when we're at the great barrier reef well that doesn't sound like something you can die from I hope not, but yeah. But you also they have all the poisonous snakes. So the Great Barrier Reef, you're in danger. Are you going to see any crocodiles or any like in the outback, Australian outback? I'm. I'll, we're only planning on seeing the uh, the old koala and the uh, kangaroo. But you never know. Ma- nature has its own ideas. Even the kangaroo, you can fight. Yeah, I'm going to protect the uh, the jewels when we uh, yeah, it's meet the kangaroo. I've heard they like to kick, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they t- try to try to take your balls out. Smart yeah. move by the kangaroo. I mean, those, those things are feisty. So here's the question. Will you pay? You're going during football season. Uh, will you pay attention to any sporting news while you're over there? Will you be able to watch any of the games? Have you contemplated any of this? Well, we were able to watch games on my laptop in Europe. I assume we'll be able to do the same in Australia. And as a matter of fact, this is uh, – I'm, I'm not sure how, how I feel about this, but my wife planned this whole trip, and she's really good at it. I've told her she should be a travel agent if she wanted to do that. But she unfortunately made a mistake. And while my favorite football team, the Steelers, will be 20 minutes from my home – I will be on the other side of the world. We're not going to be at the Chargers Steelers oh, game. Oh, yeah, that's pretty wild. On Monday. So, uh we've already seen the like Aus- Australian time. I think it's going to be on because it's the Monday it's our Sunday night game for some reason. Yeah. It's going to be like at 11 a.m. in Australia. So, we're going to try and plan and watch it. You're going to miss the Samford quarterback. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. The third string quarterback's playing. So, maybe I'm not going to miss anything. I think we're on a bunch of places in Australia and New Zealand like the Fox Sports radio is and in our show because there are a lot of remember we have australian people danny g who regularly and and, and new zealand oh yeah yeah we get tweets regularly from australia and new zealand yeah and new zealand i'd like to go sometime i've never been um but i I what would the odds be that you get into a cab and what do you know there's boom fox sports radio that would be something i will low low chance but I, i don't know if you're listening to us in australia right now Send me a Twitter message at Clay Travis and let us know where you're on or New Zealand because I do feel like we're on there. All right, but all that is awesome. Did you learn anything last night from the game? Well, I mean, I don't know if I learned anything, but you know, the takeaway for me was Tom Brady can have a C-level game and the Patriots can still win. I know it was the Giants; they're not very good, but the defense obviously is very good, and and you know they always find a way to to you know block punt for a touchdown and whatnot. So bad news for the rest of the league. Even if the Patriots aren't playing their best, they still seem to find ways to win games. 
Yeah, and by the way, we didn't learn anything, I don't think, from the Astros win over the Rays either. Roberto, any takeaway from last night's game? Uh, no, I really didn't watch the game. I was trying not to watch any sports uh, yesterday. Still, <laughs> you still still reeling, yeah, yeah, still reeling from that. So, loss. what did you watch instead? Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Getting ready for that El Camino. That new Breaking Bad movie comes out today. Yeah, right? it comes out today. Al- yeah, that's right. Getting ready for yeah. El Camino. Came out, out at midnight. Came out at midnight. Actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'd like to watch that um, at some point. Uh, I'm cu- I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't. Haven't. Have you watched? The, is the Irishman out too now on Netflix? It not hasn't yet. been officially released. No, not uh, yet. Yeah, I'll watch the El Camino movie for sure for Breaking Bad, but uh, I, I knew that it was coming out today. Uh, all right, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Lance Taylor. We'll see what he thinks about the big games going on, college football and NFL over the weekend, and uh, we'll touch base with him. Uh, in the meantime, do I need to do any reads or are we good? You're clear right now. Uh, all right. When we come back, Lance Taylor, appreciate you spending your Friday morning with us. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Appreciate you spending your Friday morning with us, Patriots, sitting at 6-0, and uh, well on their way to locking up home field advantage in the AFC playoffs. Doesn't look like there's that much uh, trouble for them on the uh, next couple of games, likely to be sitting at 8-0. Uh, I don't know what the total number is. Let me bring in my guy, Lance Taylor. LT, what would you set the over-under for Patriots wins at this point now, starting 6-0 and the way they have and only giving up three touchdowns to the opposing offenses? Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have said 12 and a half before the season. I would have gone, you know, with what Vegas had, probably 10 and a half. I would go 13 and a half now. I still think there's losable games out there. They haven't played anybody. They just haven't. 6-0 and is still 6-0. and But when you look at the lack of offenses they've played, uh, you know, the Steelers just weren't the Steelers, even with Big Ben was in there. Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Redskins, and Giants. I mean, the best team they've played on the road with, uh, against Buffalo. Look, that was an impressive win, um, shutting down that Bills offense. But, again, the Bills are built on defense, and Josh Allen is such an inconsistent guy in year two. But when you look forward, you know, they've got to go to Philadelphia. They've got a Cowboys team that even in Foxborough could be tricky. The Texans, the Chiefs, I mean, they're going to lose a couple of games, but right now I probably would put it at 13-and-a-half. If I had to play it, I probably would lean over, and this is probably a 14-and-2 team. And, you know, I think they're they're benefiting right now, Clay, because there's no elite teams outside of maybe New England and the NFL. There's a lot of bad teams at the bottom, but when you try to find the top four or five teams in the NFL, you start with New England, you would have gone right to Kansas City at number two, but coming off that performance Sunday night against Indianapolis, it gives you cause for pause, and there's just not a lot of great teams right now. How tough is it? I had the under last night. It was my favorite bet. Uh, I mean, when you have 21 points scored by defense and special teams and you still barely go over, that's a tough beat. Yeah, no, it really is. And, you know, I was sitting there last night, and I was talking to a couple of guys, and I, I actually stayed away. I only played one game yesterday. I stayed away uh, from from both the NFL and the two college games last night. But after the first quarter, I was like, I cannot believe I did not give out this under. It was such an easy play. It was just standing out there. And then they scored 28 points in the second quarter based on uh, the scoop and score, the block punt for a touchdown. I mean, that just – 64-yard touchdown pass that doesn't happen very often, like even uh, to Golden Tate. I mean, that was a series of implausible ways to score touchdowns. No, it really was. And, you know, if of course, if you and I have an over, you never get situations like that. You oh, never get the uh, no. the crazy four turnovers and the block punt for a touchdown. Patriots did cover, and that was a huge, uh, I'm sure, majority uh, bet win for a lot of people out there. You've been on a roll at uh, Lance's Locks where people can go and see uh, the picks you make. Yeah, lanceslog.com, jump on board with us. Uh, you know, we give out a free pick every day, Clay. We've hit seven straight free picks. That's pretty you know, last night. What's your no, last night I felt guilty playing the Astros yeah. because that was the best team in baseball. And I watched you unlock it in yesterday. Um, but, you know, coming off both Braves and Dodgers losing, it just didn't seem plausible that, that the best team in baseball was going to lose to what has become a great story in the Tampa Bay Rays. That's what I tried to say on Lock It In yesterday, and Furman jumped all over me saying they weren't connected. And I said, dude, they're not three straight 
road uh, underdogs are not going to win game fives, right? Sometimes you do look at it almost like that, even though it's – Well, no, you do, and you look at – you look at Garrett Cole, I mean, a guy that hasn't lost a game since May 22nd, a streak of 24 straight starts, and how dominant he's been with that offense he's got behind him. And, you know, they go out and they get a four spot in the first, it was over. And, you know, I understand the logic of Furman, you know, trying to play the money line, the plus one and a half. I don't even like to confuse people. Um, if you're not well-versed in, you know, minus the one and a half or plus one and a half, what you will realize in baseball is a lot of games come to one run. But I just didn't believe with the Astros at home with Cole on the on the hill that it was going to be even close, and it wasn't. Would you rather – we talked about this yesterday. Would you rather lose in the game five like the Braves did, if you're a fan, where it's like 10-zip and you never have a chance, or uh, would you rather lose like the Dodgers did, where you think, hey, we got this, and one of your best players, just uh, like, uh, like Clayton Kershaw, comes in and falls apart. And by the way, before you answer, we talked about this. We are like, I wonder how many people drove down – and showed up late uh, for the baseball game, which is not uncommon. You get caught in traffic, whatever. And by the time you get in your seat, it's already, you know, 10 nothing. I was at a charity event last night, and the guy who was there is a waiter. He was a listener, and he came up, and he said, man, I'm a huge Braves fan. I live here in Nashville now. I drove down there, got caught in traffic, didn't get in my seat till the bottom of the first inning. And when I got there, it was already 10 nothing." So we've he, all that's just so brutal. Clay, we've all got that friend that just talks way too much and, and just, you know, sends text and it's just really annoying how much smack they talk. And one of these guys you know, he's a Tennessee fan, Mike Mondelli out of Atlanta that you've met before. Yeah, yeah. Just talking nonstop to me this week about I cannot wait till my Braves play your Dodgers and send you guys home. And so he's talking nonstop and he was getting back in town or whatever and he was heading to game five. And I'm not one of those guys that's just going to instigate uh, via text, but I had to send the text. I said, I hope you found your seat before your season was over. <laughs> and he legitimately was in the SunTrust parking lot still. And he sent me back because he was just, I mean, he was done. He had tapped out at that point. He said, I don't know what to do. So he went in and then he left in the second inning. He stayed for one inning and then he pulled out of SunTrust. He was so defeated. That's why I told my son, you know, my nine-year-old has turned into a big Braves fan, and he was so excited for game five, for the playoffs, everything else. And he got out of school, and I was finishing locking in, you know, while all this was going on. And I came downstairs, and he was like, why'd the Braves have to ruin the day, Dad? And I was like, <laughs> well, you know, first of all, there's a lot of Braves fans who've, who felt like the Braves have ruined a lot of Octobers for them over the past, uh, you know, basically since, what, 2001, when the Braves actually last won a playoff series and but the positive was for because we weren't there I said things could have been worse we could have gotten in the car driven all the way to Atlanta tried to go to this game and you were all excited and you watched it in person and then we had to turn around and drive back because what we did was just turn the television off and then we just spent the rest of the day doing whatever we wanted whereas if you're a Dodger fan and you're you're watching Which, that by game, the way I am debilitating yeah yeah, I'm a huge Dodger fan, and you know I go back to all my teams that have won championships since, even the Rams. I mean, 1988. Um, it's just it, it's been forever ago. It, it legitimately has, and you're talking about you know year in year out one of the top three payrolls in baseball, and there's just no excuse. And you know, based on what we do and we get up so early, I would have much rather the Dodgers have, have been down ten nothing. Yeah. I could have gone to sleep instead of staying up, doing everything I can to battle, and just knowing the next day I'm going to be miserable. And for that game to end like it ended, and then to get so teased with Will Smith, you know, it's one thing when you're sitting on the couch and you think a guy has maybe gotten enough. 
Um, but when you've got a player that drops the bat that knows Dodger Stadium, yeah. I'm just the ultimate tease. So that was just a brutal beat. Um, and I would much rather, you know, to your original question, I would have, I would rather have been down to nothing. Uh, all right, we got big games going on this weekend in college football and the NFL. Let's start in college football, and uh, let's start with the Red River rivalry, the Red River shootout, whatever it's called now. Do you think that Texas has a chance to keep this game close? They're around an 11-point underdog. Well, I think they do, Clay, just for the simple fact that I think they'll have the best player on the field. I know Jalen Hurts is a guy that you know I, I know extremely well just covering Alabama and uh, a guy that right now is your Heisman favorite, but you look at Texas, um, and my point there was going to be, I think the best player on the field is still going to be Sam Ellinger. Yeah. And I think he's that, that type of player that can actually just grind it out and can keep a team in it, as he did against LSU. But you look at Tom Herman, well well documented, 13-3 and against the number as a dog, his last 16 out. But this defense is garbage. The secondary is beat up. And I think Oklahoma was flat last week against Kansas. I think they come out and uh, with C.D. Lamb, with Charleston Rambo, they trace Sermon, so many weapons. Um, you, you look at Lincoln Riley's offense, they've scored 40-plus in 25 of his 33 games he's coached. I don't think it's enough points. I think Oklahoma, I, I love in rivalries typically taking points when I can, but I think this is a situation where you lay it. What about uh, uh, Texas A&M? Um, is there any reason to believe that Alabama should be remotely in danger with Jimbo Fisher in year two, the tide going on the road? You know, this is just an A&M team that typically in year two, elite coaches make that jump. And I've never considered Jimbo Fisher an elite coach. I know he won a national championship with a really special player and a Heisman Trophy winner in Jameis Winston. But this A&M team is not nearly as good to me as they were last year. Now, both these teams are coming off buys. And you look at Saban, he's 17-0 against former assistants, winning those games by an average of over 26 points per game. Tua has been unbelievable, 23 touchdowns, no interceptions. You look at A&M, 2-14 all-time against number one teams, but Jimbo's a guy that can cover. He's 13-5 and five against the number as A&M's coach. This number has moved, and, you know, I'm a contrarian, but the way it has moved, where in some shots it's 16-and-a-half, I think A&M's probably the play here. I don't think Alabama is in danger of losing this game by any means. This would be a major, major upset, but I could see A&M keep this thing within 14. Uh, I'm on A&M as well. What about Penn State, Iowa? Is Penn State for real? Um, I don't know yet. I know you're a big James Franklin guy, and you guys have a relationship. Uh, Sean Clifford is playing lights out right now, but this is a perfect spot for Iowa. And you've seen this story before. Iowa looked so bad against Michigan, and the offensive line could not protect Nate Stanley, giving up the eight sacks, turning the football over four times. You look at Penn State. Um, they've never defeated a ranked team on the road in the James Franklin era. They're 0-1-6 there, losing by an average of 24 points per game. Iowa City is a weird place to play on a Saturday night, and I just think Sean Clifford turns it over multiple times. I think Iowa wins the game outright. I think Iowa's a strong play plus the four. Uh, Florida LSU. This is the biggest game in the SEC. Last week, before we get to Florida LSU, what did you learn about Auburn? Uh, was that just an aberrant Auburn played you know, their F game and it's hard to get a real read on it as a result, or – are you? Do you think that's more symptomatic of larger issues for Auburn going forward and potentially for Florida as well? Yeah, I think it's larger issues for Auburn going forward. And that was my favorite game of last weekend. And I thought Auburn was the better team actually coming in, but I think they got exposed. And I think Bo Nix looked like a quarterback that wasn't ready. I mean, 11-27 with the three picks, took some really bad sacks. And give Kyle Trask all of the credit in the world. He played extremely well against an elite Auburn defense. And when he went down with the injury, I didn't think we'd see him again in 2019. 
But this is a, a an Auburn offense that doesn't have a lot of weapons, and now you know Booby Whitlow is going to be out for the next four weeks. Seth Williams can be a dominant game-changing receiver. He's just not getting enough touches right now. Anthony Swartz is maybe the fastest player in college football. He had one touch. So when you look at this schedule, Clay, I mean, the best case for Auburn looks 8-4 and four now. They're not beating LSU. They're not beating Georgia. And they're not beating Alabama. And, you know, they could still drop one of those side games and end up 7-5. and five. So, you know, at the end of the year, Gus Malzahn could still lose his job. So what do you think happens with the Gators on the road against LSU? This is a big number. It's all the way out to 13-and-a-half. I think it's starting to flirt some places with 14. Uh, I know that, that the Gators were a home underdog last week and covered and, and everything else associated with that. We really – I mean, I know we saw the one game against Texas, but for all the success that Joe Burrow has had, I feel like LSU outside of that Texas game really hasn't been given much attention does LSU take care of them with ease, or what happens here? Well, Clay, this is why I'm so warped. This number, to me, should be more eight and a half or nine. I think it's an extremely inflated number, especially based on the Florida team that we saw last weekend and how dominant their defense has been. With that said, LSU has is scoring right at 55 points per game. Florida's only allowed 57 total points the entire year. Thing that scares me is Kyle Trask. You know, coming off of that performance against Auburn, I thought he was good. He didn't, you know, outside of the fumbles, um, at least he didn't throw the picks. But he does have four fumbles, the most in the FBS. And I think LSU's defense really hasn't shown up. They haven't needed to because Burrow has been that good. You go back to last year, Burrow beat one good defense, and that was that weird game against Georgia. I don't trust Burrow, but this number is so massive. I think Trask is going to turn the football over. Give some, give some short fields to a really good LSU offense. And I think LSU finds a way to cover this game. Uh, I would feel better about Florida. I know this sounds weird if that number was more like 7.5 or 8 because it is close to two touchdowns. I think it's there for a, uh, for a reason, and I think LSU covers this number. All right, let's go. We're talking to Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor. He gives out a lot of picks uh, at lanceslock.com. Uh, you can check him out there. He's been on a roll lately. Um, what about uh, the NFL? What jumps out at you? What to you is the uh, biggest storylines this week? Well, the game that jumps out to me, and this is kind of one of those weird games, but I think New Orleans going on the road, and Teddy Bridgewater, 3-0 and as a starting quarterback, and look, he's earning his money as the highest paid uh, backup quarterback in the NFL, making $7 million, but now they go take on Gardner Minshew, and that was my biggest play last week was Carolina, because I thought Minshew would finally uh, wake up and play like a rookie, and he did turn the football over with the three fumbles. But I like them back home. I like Jacksonville in this spot against New Orleans. I mean, it's not like New Orleans is going to go unscathed with Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback. Jacksonville right now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I think Fournette has finally turned it on the last couple of games. Um, so I actually like Jacksonville minus the one-and-a-half. And I guess one of the stories to take here, Kansas City, do they bounce back against a Houston team that's shown when you give protection to Deshaun Watson, he can be an elite quarterback. Yeah, there's no doubt at all. I think that's the most interesting game of the weekend, honestly. If I had to only pick one game in the NFL to watch, I think it's Texans-Chiefs. And uh, Yeah, and for, for me, it's for me it's Rams-San Francisco because, and I think you made this point on locking in yesterday, I mean, this is such a pivotal game for the Rams. Yeah. You know, they lose here. 
this is going to mean three and four in their last seven games going back to Super Bowl 53. And San Francisco is going to take a commanding lead in the NFC West. Uh, the Rams are at home. This would be back-to-back losses in the Coliseum. It would be the first time in the career of Sean McVay that he's lost three consecutive games. But right now, San Francisco's a better team. I just don't trust this Rams team. I don't know if Todd Gurley plays. Malcolm Brown is not a quality number two right now. Ready for Daryl Henderson to get his opportunity with the Rams, a guy that they drafted in the third round out of Memphis. This is a huge game for the Rams. Uh, outstanding stuff as always, LT. People can find you at the Lance Taylor and at lanceslock.com. Thanks, Clay. Have a good weekend, man. We haven't done an Animal Thunderdome all week. Let's do it. We come back. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We haven't done one all week. Cue the music, boys. It's time for Animal Thunderdome. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I had a bullet from stricter stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, Danny G, what you got for me? All right, let's start in Georgia, where wildlife officials are warning about an invasive fish species. I saw this headline. That's not this. I don't know how this happened, but it's, we got to kill this thing. Yeah, did you see the pictures of this? Yeah, I did. The northern snakehead. Yeah, they're bad news. And for the first time, this fish has been confirmed in Georgia waters. The department said northern snakeheads have the potential to impact native species by competing for food and habitat. They're asking for you to do five things if you're in Georgia and you catch one. One, do not release it. Two, kill it immediately and freeze it. They can survive on land. Three, if possible, take pictures of the fish, close-ups of its mouth, fins, and tail. Four, note where it's caught like the water body landmarks or GPS coordinates, and five, immediately report it to your regional Georgia DNR Wildlife Resource Center. Tons of teeth. It looks evil from the front. It looks evil, and it can walk on the ground. Yeah, and it breathes without being in the water, which has scared a lot of people, and that's why the picture and article has been making its rounds. that's kind of a big deal for the fish to not have to swim, not have to breathe underwater. Have never heard of anything like that. Seems like like an unfair evolutionary advantage. Yeah. So please, if you find a northern snakehead in the state of Georgia, kill it and then freeze it. Yeah. I don't even want to see this picture. I mean, that's that's, that's nightmare (laughs) fuel for sure. I will tweet it out at Danny G Radio and at Clay Travis on Twitter. Okay, this next story. If you park your car outside... You might want to check under the hood every once in a while. The squirrels around Holly and Chris Persick's home were stocking up for the winter by taking walnuts from their yard in Pittsburgh and shoving them under the hood of their car. Holly was driving her car this past Monday. She thought something smelled weird, so she pulled over, popped the hood. She found more than 200 walnuts and tons of grass, and the walnuts were on fire. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, they were everywhere, under the battery, near the radiator fan, her so husband the, said. So the squirrels were thinking they were going to live in the car? I guess so. Um, the the walnuts on the engine block w- were black. They had roasted. <laughs> so, yeah, they told CNN that um, they that they had taken the car in for an inspe- inspection a month ago, but they hadn't looked under the hood since. I mean, how many of us pop our hood on a regular basis? That's pretty wild. Yeah, so uh, this article is saying... If you park your side out, your car outside, especially on grass, you need to check under the hood every once in a while because this is not uncommon, it says, for squirrels to think that that may be somewhere where they can nest. Tough break. Yeah. What, what and maybe, maybe when it gets cold because when the car's sitting there after you turn it off, it's warm. I don't know. I, that, that's not a bad theory. I mean, by the way, I can't believe we don't have any Australia Animal Thunderdome since Eddie's going to be there for the next two weeks. 
he's got a long flight to worry about. I didn't want to scare him even more. Yeah, I don't know. I'm th- thinking he might die at the Great Barrier <laughs> Reef. I don't want to jinx the vacation. Do you think that your wife would cut the vacation short and, like, come back if you died at the Great Barrier Reef, Eddie? I think so. I mean, it's a long trip. Yeah. <laughs> we, she, we did get... Uh, it was a trip insurance, and she was telling me all about, like, you know, all your, the things that could your go remains. Wrong. You know, they'll bring our remains back and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, that's great. That sounds great. I don't know. It's just a long flight. I mean, if they're like, I mean, you just turn around and fly back with the body. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Part of me would be tempted to just go ahead and say, oh, you probably want to come back. But, I mean, it is a long flight back with your body. What did somebody tell you, Eddie, to be careful when you go to the bathroom? Oh, or yeah. My nephew, who's been to Australia, said, uh, like, kick the toilet, like, rattle. Oh, snakes. Rattle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snakes and spiders. Oh. oh, perfect segue. Last story here from San Jose, California. All right, Clay, you, you've done pretty well in your career. You don't need to steal anything. But if you were a thief... This would be a really bad move, especially for you. So this California reptile lover says thieves who made off with his duffel bag probably thought that they were getting away with some loot, but instead it was a bag full of snakes. Good Lord. Yeah, so this guy, he runs a business called For Goodness Snakes, and he was at Martin Luther King Library in downtown San Jose uh, giving a presentation when he went out to put the things back in his, you know. Wait, he brought all these snakes to the library? Yes, and, to be like, hey, here are snakes. Right. So then he goes to his car to the parking garage to load the creatures back in. So he left a bag, a couple of things there. He goes in, comes back out. The duffel bag's gone. Well, it had three pythons and an exotic lizard inside of it. So somebody's going to open it up thinking they're going to get so much. I mean, yeah. What do you think they do? What a thief, thief ran do? off with his duffel bag thinking, yes, you know, jack somebody. Open it up and three pythons are inside the bag. What do you think they do? Well, it's interesting because it says that one of the snakes and the lizard were found in a dumpster, but the other snakes are still missing. So the police are on lookout there in the San Jose area. So do they think that the snakes got away out of the dumpster or do they think that the thief kept them? They're not sure. Oh. Yeah. I I mean, you think (laughs) if he dumped one snake... You'd think he would dump it all, right? Yeah, you wouldn't think that he would be like, oh, I like these two snakes. I'm going to keep these. So you're saying two are on the loose right now. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. Not not to make people in San Jose, California nervous, but I would think that there are definitely two snakes, probably massive, that want to eat people loose uh, all over San Jose. Uh, When we come back, we'll do the draft on the best games of the weekend. What would you watch? NFL, college football, maybe even. Major League Baseball with the ALCS and the NLCS starting. All that's still to come. Also, Alex Marvez will join us. He's our NFL insider. Our three, Joel Klatt, he's our college football connection. He's going get, to be getting ready to call OU Texas. He'll join us. That's what's up next on OutKick. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. The NBA uh, may be the worst week of any pro sports league that I can remember in my lifetime with their time spent over in China. We have a really good wins and losses podcast up talking about this in detail with Darren Ravel uh, from the, uh, I always forget what the thing is called, the Action Network. Uh, And he is at the Action Network now, which is a sports gambling company. But we talked about the economic impact uh, of the NBA's decision to go to China And uh, the NBA has decided that they have one more preseason game to play. Uh, China told them, you will not be able to talk. So China basically said, as a condition for playing games in our country, LeBron James, the Lakers, Kyrie Irving, and the Nets, there will be no media availabilities whatsoever. 
We just want you to shut up and dribble. And LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and everybody else on the Lakers and on the Nets acquiesced. They agreed to shut up and dribble and take their paycheck and not say anything about the situation in China, which I believe basically renders the entire woke era of the NBA dead on arrival. Because if you're willing to go play a game in China, I don't know how the media can legitimately take seriously anybody who says, oh, I'm not going to the White House if you win a title. So you're not willing to stand up to actual dictators in China and you will take their money and you will shut up and dribble, but you're not willing to go meet the leader of the free world in the United States? Sorry, that that ship has sailed. I also think the NBA can no longer react to any local state legislator move like they did with the decision to pull out of North Carolina with their all-star game. Uh, The NBA is a fraudulent, hypocritical, pathetic organization that has been exposed in a major way this week. Uh, And that's continued throughout a variety of different media sources. Yesterday, I believe we have audio of this, by the way, uh, the uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook were having a media availability and a reporter from CNN wanted to ask them about the situation in China and what their thoughts might be. And the Houston Rockets would not allow that to occur, nor would the NBA because they're not allowing press conferences for anybody to say anything. Here is what happened yesterday. The NBA outspoken league. The players are more than basketball players. They don't just shut up and dribble, except Oh, yeah, they actually do just shut up and dribble if you pay them enough money. Here's the uh, audio. Hi, Christina McFarland, CNN. Um, the NBA has always been a league that prides itself on its player and its coaches being able to speak out openly about political and societal affairs. I just wonder, after the events of this week and the fallout we've seen, whether you would both feel differently about speaking out in that way in future. It's a legitimate question. This is an event that's happened this week during during the NBA. It, this particular question has not been answered. Any other questions? So nobody can talk. Nobody can talk at all in the NBA. I want to just get this question out there for the crew, and then we're going to go draft our favorite football game, or it could be a baseball game of the weekend. Do you agree with me that this kills the woke era in the NBA? Players can still speak out on whatever they want, but I think the vast majority of the American population is now going to roll their eyes after what's happened in China this week to the NBA. The next time I hear an NBA player speak out on any issue, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's really interesting and convenient, but you weren't willing to speak out about China so I'm not going to give you any interest or any uh, or, or any kind of significant attention here because I just think you're a hypocrite more than anything else, particularly if it's LeBron James or James Harden or uh, Steph, Steph Curry or Steve Kerr or Greg Popovich or Adam Silver, uh, all of whom have been involved in different ways in the story this week. Danny G, are you with me? Thinking back to a few years ago when all the Kaepernick stuff was going on and some other incidents where you and I disagreed on a few points. I don't mind when players speak out on things as long as they put their money where their mouth is and they get busy in the community with outreach programs and help the situation that they're concerned with. But as far as this goes, I said it on yesterday's show, you have never liked 
LeBron speaking out on certain things, and this kind of kills it now. I, I just I don't think that LeBron is very well versed in anything, and I think his like I'm I'm less concerned with LeBron speaking out and more concerned with what I think is an artificial bill of goods that has been sold by uh, by Nike to try to uh, to try to build up LeBron James that he uh, that he is more than an athlete that he's not just going to shut up and dribble. Uh, that he believes in equality, right? I mean, to me, the media has been complicit in allowing LeBron James to kind of make himself into a woke athlete sitting around with the safety pin on his shirt after uh, Hillary Clinton is elected president. It all seemed and rang very hollow to me uh, from a simple f- fact. I mean, and, I, and I've been hitting on this for a while. You can't decide that your tagline is going to be equality when your shoes are being made for 20 cents an hour by uh, by basically slave labor in Asia from employees that aren't being treated equally at all. They could work for months to be able to buy a pair of your shoes, 20 cents an hour that they are being paid. And if LeBron James really cared about equality, if he really wanted to get involved in situations like these, he's powerful enough that he could go to Nike and say, I demand that my tennis shoes be made in America. And I demand that they be made in, let's say, Akron, Ohio, and that we employ a ton of underemployed or unemployed people in my hometown and that we pay them a living wage and that as a result, we help to create an economy that can flourish in my hometown. And if that means, Nike, that my shoes, which we're asking Americans to pay almost $200 for, either for themselves or for their kids, aren't as profitable as they might be, then it's on you, Nike, to find other areas where you can profit by working with me. But this is a big deal. And if I'm going to be out there with equality stamped on my shoe, I need to actually live the ideals that I'm trying to make money off of. And I just think it's so funny that LeBron said, I'm not going to just shut up and dribble. And he shut up and dribbled in in China. And I question the intelligence of the people who advise him because I think this is a devastating blow to the idea that LeBron James is anything more than a basketball player, which is what he spent the past several years trying to tell us. And the truth is, if you pay LeBron James enough money, he will take communist dictator blood money in China as he and the NBA are doing, and he won't say a word about it. Worse than that, he will allow China to dictate that he can't speak. He's basically allowing them to cover his mouth with $100 bills. I don't begrudge anybody deciding to just make money and that's all they care about. Like, that's fine. If the NBA had never moved uh, their all-star game, if they hadn't removed the word owner, if they hadn't spent all this time trying to argue that their league is full of woke superstars, then I wouldn't mind the, the ridiculous hypocrisy here. But to me, this is just blown up entirely in their face. I want to point out the good things that LeBron has done in Ohio and California now. But you're right. This has put a bad taste in all of our mouths because of how it looks for the entire league that money rules everything. We've heard the past week from people argue, and there were a couple of callers that argued, well, what about their safety there? Look, they shouldn't even have been there. Adam Silver should have got him out of there to begin with. As soon as all this drama unfolded, 
I think the biggest mistake was that they stayed there in China. They should have got the NBA team and personnel out of the country immediately. Yeah, the big story that you are not hearing a lot of places is the NFL was under siege for multiple years about television ratings and everything else. The NBA's television ratings in America have dropped by half since Michael Jordan retired. You don't hear anybody talk about that, but back in 1998 when the Bulls were dominating, the NBA was closer to the NFL in 1998 than it is today in 2019. In other words, in the last 20 years, the NFL has put substantial distance between itself and the NBA in terms of branding. And the NBA has a lot of casual fans. It doesn't have that many hardcore fans. And so the NBA has been desperate to grow and it's been collapsing in the United States. And so it has decided it has to go overseas to grow. And in exchange for taking what I would legitimately classify as blood money from the Chinese government, they have agreed to shut up and not talk about human rights violations. I mean, they got a million people in concentration camps in China right now. A million people. You don't have freedom of religion in China. You don't have freedom of speech. Uh, I, and, and people say, well, Steve Kerr's like, well, I'd have an educated but Like, you have an obligation to me. You have an obligation if you are taking money to know who you're taking money from, particularly if you're a woke athlete. And everybody, well, I mean, I'm not, it's not just LeBron James. It's certainly James Harden who apologized. It's certainly Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, Adam Silver. The entirety of the league has taken blood money here. And I think the, 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 the woke era of sports has blown up on them. And it's also blown up on all these people out there who were trying to argue that the NBA represented something really substantial in terms of a league that cared about more than just money. And honestly, all this week has shown us is that all the NBA cares about is money. And that's fine. Again, I don't begrudge anybody deciding we're a capitalistic organization. We're going to make as much money as we possibly can and not worry about anything else. But you can't sell yourself as something that it cares drastically more uh, about things than money and then take all this blood money from China. Dub, are you with me that this is like this is basically the woke NBA blowing up on itself? I mean, yeah, and you just said it best there. I mean, all these leagues are all about money. In the NBA, like you said, I agree. I don't think anyone would have a problem with any of this if they were just from the get-go. Yeah, we just want to make as much money as possible, but they didn't. They decided they want to be about equality and all these different things, and it turns out that they're just like, you know, all these other major corporations and businesses all about the money. And another company that's going to, you know, take a big hit from this, I think is Nike because yeah. you see all these ad campaigns from Nike, especially the Kaepernick one, like believe in something, even if it means up giving up everything or whatever it is and all these other ad campaigns. And now, you know, the the cat's out of the bag. I mean, they're in, in China. I mean, most people knew this already, but some didn't that they're in China making all their products and, you know, the stuff that's going on over there, they're basically just taking advantage of it. And I just think that's a bad look for Nike as well. Yeah, I mean, it shows you how transparently false Nike's uh, embrace of woke American politics really is. Uh, this this woke capitalism, I mean, it inherently is, a, is flawed uh, because it requires, especially if you're a global corporation, that you turn a blind eye towards real human rights violations again there's a million chinese people in concentration camps right now a million uh, it means that you turn a blind eye to that 
while you're arguing that America is fundamentally flawed. And I do think that's where Donald Trump got to the essence of this hypocrisy from guys like Steve Kerr. Oh, you'll rip relatively inconsequential issues in America and talk about how awful this country is. And you don't talk about any of the other depredations that are going on around the world. Uh, You look like what you are, a complete and total hypocrite. Eddie Garcia, are you in agreement here now that the NBA has basically decided we're going to shut up and dribble whatever you need from us, China will take? Yeah, it's it's really amazing that uh, the most outspoken athletes in the most outspoken league have gone complete radio silence. I mean, it's amazing that no one is willing to talk about this. And I, I mean, eventually they're going to have to face the media. I know they're not going to do it in China, apparently, uh, in, in any way. But uh, it is, I, I just still can't believe we haven't heard one player speak out or say anything, tweet anything, nothing. Even, even Steve Kerr, when he was called out by the president, he had some comments to, to say about the office of the presidency, but he still didn't comment yeah. on the issue. It's amazing. He still didn't say anything about China after the president called him out. And even I saw some people like, oh, look at how good of a statement this is by Steve. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Steve Kerr was asked a very simple question. Do you believe uh, that, that there should be democracy in China? And he still hasn't given an answer. He still, haven't, still hasn't said yes. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, all right, we come back. We're going to be joined by uh, Alex Marvez. He is our NFL insider. We'll find out what we need to know as we roll into the weekend of NFL action. Obviously, the Patriots start off week six of the NFL with their sixth straight win. What else is going on this weekend? We'll talk about that with Alex Marvez. Uh, in hour three, we're scheduled to be joined by Joel Klatt, uh, live from uh, Dallas, Texas, where he's getting ready to call OU Texas tomorrow, one of the many big games going on in college football. So we got you covered on both the NFL and in college football as we go ahead. Up next, Alex Marvez. We're talking NFL uh, weekend to come, as well as what we saw last night from the Patriots and their win over the Giants on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, the list price, and the invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. It's always a confident show, especially when we got uh, Alex Marvez to join us at Alex Marvez on Twitter. Alex, last night, I know the Patriots still haven't played anybody, but they've played six NFL games. And they have allowed three offensive touchdowns by the opposition. Do you believe this will translate this defense when they actually start to step up the level of competition? Yeah, and really, and uh, you know, that's what that's happening after week ten, right? I mean, the schedule is pretty mild up until that point, and then once they have their bye, they do get the Ravens coming up on, on November third, and then you got Philadelphia after that, Dallas coming to New England, which will be an epic, epic television matchup, right? And then the, the New England plays at Houston, so they're going to be playing some better competition as the season unfolds. It's just such a sound defense fundamentally, and it's it's built in such a strange way, Clay. I mean, their defensive line, if I'm not mistaken, and I added this up, I believe it is the least expensive defensive line in football. Think about that. I mean, I think the guy making the most money right now is Michael Bennett on that line. And even with him, it's modest. It's like $5, 6000000 million in base salary. And he's not even playing all that much. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that the Patriots are trying to you know, measure the snaps for veteran players. They'll play the Brandon Boldens early on in the year, guys like that. And then as time goes on, they'll, they'll shift and maybe to become, for example, more of a Sony Michelle type offense as the year goes by. But that's the genius of Bill Belichick. But you, know, you look at that, that back end, and Stephon Gilmore, he just doesn't give up plays. I mean, he is the best corner in football it went you know except when Jalen Ramsey's got his head on right I mean this is the best guy in football and it starts with that back seven and when you see a team like the Giants that beats themselves this is the thing and that's why New England continues to win it's not so much that they're this dominant team it's that others implode when they play against them and I can give you an example too you know there was a play in the game last night play Marcus Golden right you know blocking on a on a return an interception return by Janoris Jenkins 
goes and he shoves a Patriots player like 10 yards out of bounds. And all of a sudden, when you have a rookie quarterback, you're 15 yards fewer away. Right. And the Giants didn't score on that. Clay, if teams are going to continue to approach the Patriots like this and make these types of mistakes, New England's not going to lose this year. And even if they do lose, it doesn't matter because they're going to be a home field advantage in right. Foxborough, and you're going to have to go up there in late January in order to get past them. They're going to have to win a divisional round playoff game, which they never lose, uh, hardly ever. And then you'll get the AFC Championship game in New England as well, and they'll be set to go back down to Miami and play in, in February, which is where everything is trending right now. Um, so as we get ready for the weekend that is coming up in the NFL – we think the Patriots are obviously the best team in the NFL right now and continue to win at a high level. What do you think about the, uh, the the Chiefs? The Chiefs have got an intriguing, I think the most intriguing game of the weekend that's upcoming is the Chiefs hosting uh, the, uh, the Houston Texans coming off of that loss to the Indianapolis Colts. What do you expect to see in this game? Do you think the Texans have a chance to get it done? And how much of a gap right now would you say there is between the Patriots and probably the second best team in most people's mind in the AFC, at least the chiefs? Well, what's left of the chiefs, right? I yeah. mean, cause this team is just so injured right now and it makes it difficult on offense. And that's really, you know, look, credit to the Indianapolis Colts for winning in Kansas city. But by the end of that game, when you're, when your top receivers are out and you have a quarterback who can't move and a defense that just simply can't stop the run, and that's, you know, an ongoing problem, and that's not just injury-related. They're just not doing it right now under Steve Spagnuolo's defense. This is a very flawed Kansas City type of team. It's funny. When Houston plays big games at home, usually they lose. Maybe the fact they're going on the road this time should give you a little bit more optimism. But Deshaun Watson, obviously, now he is, he's taken Lamar Jackson's place, right, as the, as the next generation's quarterback. You notice everything was Lamar Jackson leading into it and the generational battle of quarterbacks, and now we're recycling that storyline. Yes. Simply sticking Deshaun Watson in there, right? But these guys, it is amazing. They are the highest-rated passers in NFL history with a minimum of 20 games. Mahomes and, and Watson, and Watson has been great. And, you know, you, you, we look back at Bill O'Brien and, and making those big moves before the season began. And Clay, you know, some people say it's short-sighted. You know, you're only thinking for the short term. But for the Houston Texans, maybe the short term is good enough. I mean, Kenny Stills, we, you know, we know about Laramie Tunsil on the offensive line. And last week, I believe the first time in Deshaun Watson's career that he actually wasn't sacked by the, by the hapless Atlanta Falcons. But, I, I mean, you look at, at Kenny Stills now also providing a great option. You know, for him at the wide receiver position, and Will Fuller just going off last week against the you know against the Falcons. I mean, they have some weapons on offense, and if that offensive line keeps coming together, they're pretty solid. Listen, I don't trust this defense, especially when they play New England. I mean, the secondary, the back end—if you can hold up up front, you're going to have a chance to pick apart this Texans team. But it's an intriguing matchup because I mean, I just think this is the type of game where it's set up for Houston to win because Kansas City's so beat up. And like you say, Clay, if nobody can get the Patriots out of Foxborough. Right? I mean, they're, they're rolling to another Super Bowl. Last year, Kansas City had that chance. They blew it. Yeah. And I don't know if they get that chance back again this year if they don't win games like this. Well, even if they do get that chance, they may not get that chance in Kansas City, which is, uh, which is a right. big part of the challenge is going up to Foxborough and winning. And I don't know how many teams are actually built to be able to do that. Uh, okay, so let's go into uh, let's go into the Brown psyche here right now. Uh, they got absolutely blitzkrieged on Monday Night Football in front of the entire nation. Now they come back home, sitting at two and three with the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson four and one coming on the road against them. What are you hearing about the Seahawks? What are you hearing about Freddie Kitchens? What sort of situation are they sitting in right now, and how desperately do they need to win? 
Well, here's it's pretty desperate. But see, this will be interesting when you talk about desperate, right? And Odell Beckham Jr., who, by the way, was absent during the offseason program, we shall point out. And that's not a big deal if you produce during the regular season. But it's clear that his role in this offense, he's become their top decoy. And they haven't found a way to get him on track. And now you hear him chirping a little bit about wanting to be more involved. So the question to me becomes, does this get into Baker Mayfield's head? And does he start trying to target Odell Beckham Jr., whether he's open or not? And Baker is just not playing good football. I mean, it's plain and simple. That's so much of what this comes down to. He's extremely inaccurate. And unless he starts working with a quarterback's coach or they find a way to fix this, this is going to be a problem not just for this year, not just this week, not you know, moving forward in the future because of his accuracy issues. And, you know, listen, he's had a tendency to bounce back. He doesn't usually lose back-to-back type games. He's 5-3 and three coming off of a loss. You know, so, I mean, that's it. But, man, that 13.4 passer rating, and I get where his offensive line is at, but that 13.4 against the 49ers, I mean, is this an indication of more to come? And the Seattle defense is starting to play better. Clay, we talk about teams who could potentially knock off the New England Patriots. And I'm not saying that during the regular season or the playoffs. I'm talking about Super Bowl. And the Seattle Seahawks team to me is very interesting because when can we remember in the Pete Carroll era that we're talking about a Seattle team where we like their offense more than their defense? And uh, if we're talking about uh, NFL MVP through week five, you know, so many of us had this thing gift-wrapped and sent off to Patrick Mahomes that the award was already in the mail. Well, I think they have to put a FedEx stop on it and reroute it up to uh, Seattle for Russell Wilson because he leads the NFL in touchdown passes. He leads the NFL in passer rating. And he know, he's got a couple weapons now that he's comfortable with. They're running the football. I mean, I know a lot of folks are thinking Cleveland upset. They'll get this game. I'm not so sure. I just think the Browns are, are sort of a mirage right now that doesn't have a lot of answers. Uh, Saints-Jags, what are you hearing, first of all, before we get into this specific game, what are you hearing about when Nick Foles is ready again? Is this guaranteed, hey, Gardner Minshew, go back to the bench? Or is it possible that Nick Foles has in some way been Nick Foles and that Gardner <laughs> Minshew could get to play the rest of the season? And also, while, the, while we're talking Jags, what are you hearing about Jalen Ramsey, too? I'll start with Jalen Ramsey. Listen, I think the Jags would listen you know, to any sort of blockbuster trade offer. They'd listen, make a decision from there. But their intent is for Jalen Ramsey to be part of this team for years to come, and they're hoping to be able to maybe work out some things behind the scenes with Jalen that where essentially I don't think he's all that comfortable with certain people in the organization, and I think that it, you know at some point we'll see where things go at the end of the season and you know whether the Jaguars can work things out with Jalen Ramsey, extend his contract, because Clay, the guy is the most gifted cornerback in football. He's not easy to find and replace, and they want him as a linchpin on their team for years to come, but if it's untenable, I think they they would move on, but again, I, I really think that there's a lot to cross before we get to that road. The fact that he's back out on the practice field, looks like he's going to be able to go against the Saints on Sunday, is huge for a Jags team that isn't really struggling on offense. I mean, last week, they put up a lot of yards, a lot of points uh, against the Carolina Panthers. Their problem is defense, and it's so wild, because it was just one play that Norv Turner was running over and over and over, and they couldn't stop it. They would line up the running back on the left, they would run it, be successful. They would then reverse it, running back on the right, run it, you know, revert. And again, they were putting up a ton of a ton of yards, a ton of points, and the Jags ultimately lose. I'm getting to this because the problems that the Jags are having in these losses is not Gardner Minshew. And he continues to evolve. And I, you, you never say never with this one. I just think there's a little bit more to cross here. 
Let's see if, the, if Gardner Minshew is still looking as great a few weeks from now. I will say this for the Jags, two and three, right? If they can get past the Saints and go to three and three, their next couple games, they're at Cincinnati, they're home against the New York Jets. I mean, you're looking at them being a five and three type of team at that point before they prepare to play Houston in what would be obviously a very big divisional game. So this is significant for the Jags, the Saints game. If they can swipe this one, they have really a chance to start making a little bit of a push here in the AFC South. You mentioned the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey may be the best skill position player in all of football right now, just playing out of his mind. He's on pace to have the most yards from scrimmage in the history of the NFL. Chris Johnson right now has that record. He also seems to be playing better with Kyle Allen than he was with Cam Newton. What are you hearing about what the Panthers are likely to do with Cam and Kyle Allen as this uh, as this situation continues to play itself out, how many more weeks is Cam out? Do they seat Kyle Allen, who has won three straight games and uh, and put the Panthers into position to be contending in the NFC South? What's the story here? Well, Kyle Allen isn't making the big mistake. He's now gone 121 straight passes with no interceptions. It's the fourth longest streak in NFL history for a first-time starting quarterback. I think Jacoby Brissett holds the mark around 176. So while Kyle Allen did have a number of fumbles a couple weeks ago uh, against the Houston Texans, three of them, they were still able to win the game despite that. So he's not making the big mistake. And it's crazy. The only team that has played well against Christian McCaffrey this year are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They held him to 37 rushing yards on 18 carries in Week 2. To put this in perspective, Christian McCaffrey is averaging 137.5 rushing yards in his other four games this season. And you're right, he has 866 scrimmage yards, the most by a player in a team's first five games since Jim Brown back in 1963 with the Cleveland Browns. So he has been fantastic. I, I will say this, though, and this is where it gets very tricky, about Cam Newton, a number of different things. Number one, you know, when you're talking about an injured Cam Newton, do we do we put a little bit of a you know a caveat on his on his rough performances? I mean, he's lost his last nine starts, if I'm not mistaken. And do we put a you know an asterisk and say, hey, the guy was hurt and he has to be healthy to play because he has to be able to move around and run in the pocket. Whereas with Kyle Allen, he's not injured and he may not have that type of liability because he's not a running type of quarterback. So does this allow Norv Turner to run a different type of offense that may be better for everybody in the Carolina Panthers organization? But Clay, here's the deal: you and I both know. Cam Newton, is he going to be waving a towel the rest of the season on the sideline cheering on Kyle Allen? Is that, is that it? Because if that's the case, Cam knows then his days, and they may be numbered in Carolina anyway, seeing that next year is the final year of his contract. But they've got to be able to deal with Cam, and Cam wanting to be on the field and how all of that goes. And then are you going to be able to keep Cam's psyche up as time goes on? And let's say that you're in week 12 and Cam's been on the bench for three weeks. Is he going to be mentally checked out if you have to go back to him at some point? Again, this one I think will wait and see. They've got that hook ready for Kyle Allen because it makes so much sense in some ways to put Cam Newton back on the field since you don't want to Wally Pip him necessarily as an organization. But how do you take Kyle Allen out when they're winning? This is actually a good problem for the Carolina Panthers, but let's see, the book fully isn't written on Kyle Allen yet. I just don't have enough of a sample size to tell you more, but I think just keep those things in mind when it comes to Cam Newton and his potential return to the starting lineup. Uh, Has it basically the case that the NFL officials have just declared open rebellion on the idea that they're ever going to overturn pass interference penalties? Last night seemed like a pretty clear defensive pass interference challenge late Uh, We've seen a lot of these where coaches have thrown the flag and officials just seem basically of the opinion, we're not going to change anything. Yeah, this is a real problem, right? And and I think that that's 
something in the offseason. Remember, this pass interference rule was put in for one year. That's it. It's not a permanent rule, so it would have to be renewed, and I just don't know if it's working out to the way anyone wants it. Our coaches, you know, when they all got together and they, they unified as a group, which is rare, and the NFL listening is even rarer to the coaches, right? But when they did this back in March, the intent of this rule was to try to make sure that we don't get those doomsday-type scenarios that take place, you know, at the end of the Saints-Rams game where nothing was reviewable and there was a blatant penalty that was committed. That being said, you know, you also get coaches then who try to call for pass interference on these you know, snap-type plays, and the NFL at this point is just not willing to reverse, you know, at least Al Riveron. It's got to be a, an obvious standard, and the standard has changed. That's the whole thing about it, playing. You know the games are officiated later in the season rather than earlier in the season, how things go, maybe some roughing the passer quarterback uh, penalties won't be called uh, early, you know, later in the season as it unfolds, as they will early on as they try to send a message to players. I think they're trying to send a message to coaches to stop calling these things and to stop trying to you know, get gains on wham-bam plays. The other problem we have, Clay, and I don't know if this is fixable, we're still in quest of the perfect game, the perfectly officiated game, right? It's a Kixiotic quest, but when we have that standard that the, every NFL game is going to be officiated perfectly and we continue to try to hold that as the absolute standard for these officials, you're going to be sorely disappointed every time. It'll allow folks to get on their Twitter soapbox and go absolutely crazy about it and you know, generate that type of fuel. And I get it. Referees miss calls. But when we continue to hold the standard as high as we do and expect it, because I don't think any officiating crew can call a perfect game, but we're still looking for it, and we're still holding folks to these standards. And, again, people are getting disappointed. They're getting angry. And, you know, players are upset. Coaches are upset. But I think there's supposed to be a chilling effect with this. Basically, don't slow down the game flow any more than it is unless you're absolutely sure that pass interference was committed. Last question. Do you think NFL executives are privately enjoying the cluster of the NBA's dilemma and distraction and destructive week in China? I think to an extent in, in a couple ways. Number one, it takes some of the heat off them. Number two, you know, look, it, in the sports lexicon, obviously with the NBA and the feel-good stuff that goes on with them and, you know, how they've been given a, a pass by so many folks in the media and how the NFL continues to get beat up, and now that's changing. Yeah, I think that, that there, is, there is some of that. And, look, there's comp- I was seeing a report, Clay, and if I'm not mistaken, the NFL sal- or NBA salary cap, rather, set to go down. Well, Am there's right a possibility that? that it could, depending on how things – yes, that, that there's a report that some teams are preparing that that could occur. I mean, that's pretty remarkable, right, in an era where everything just continues to grow. But I'll tell you this, too, the NFL, and they're not the only ones, so many people are looking at China as a cash cow and, and a way to try to get money. I mean, listen, we got, you know, people working with Saudi Arabia, people working with different folks. Everyone's trying to just raise their overall revenue. So in some ways, yeah, the NFL can celebrate this, but also their plans to try to stage a game in China, to try to start establishing their product, to try to start cashing in, obviously it's taken a huge step back. So, yeah, short term, great. The NBA, you know, ha-ha, look at you. But then look at all of us as sporting entities here in the States trying to raise our revenues. Not so funny because China is going to be a really tough nut to crack in the future. Do your Gators win at LSU? No, unfortunately. But it was, it's been a good run. I, I'm not that confident, Clay. It's unfortunate. But, you know, we'll see. Stranger things have happened. At least this team should be competitive. But 8 o'clock game, LSU with a good team, uh, I think it's going to end, Clay. Outstanding stuff as always. Alex Marvez, have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, brother. Be good. That is Alex Marvez. Go follow him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. When we come back, Eddie Garcia will have an update with us. And uh, what do we have? 
Yeah, we're going to do the draft of best games going into the weekend. We'll start that next segment. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Yes, indeed. Uh, We are off and rolling here. We're going to have a draft here for the game that you're most excited to watch over the weekend. I will go ahead and tell you the game that I'm most excited to watch as we roll into Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's LSU, Florida. 
I, I think, look, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in Oklahoma, Texas, because I think Texas will be competitive, but ultimately I think Oklahoma is going to win. And I believe Oklahoma will be the only Big 12 playoff contender when all is said and done there. By the way, next hour, about, what, 25 minutes or so, we're going to be joined by Joel Klatt live from Dallas to talk about that game. I think it's a fantastic game. It'll be a lot of fun to watch, but... I don't believe that there are two teams that hold out hope of potentially being playoff contenders going on and playing in this game. However, I do think for LSU in this game against Florida, Saturday night down on the bayou in Baton Rouge, this is an opportunity to see whether or not LSU is as good as we anticipate that they are. If LSU is a really, really good football team, I think they will handle Florida relatively with ease And we will all start to pivot our attention towards what's going to happen in Tuscaloosa when LSU goes on the road and tries to play against uh, Alabama, Tua versus Joe Burrow, and what I think will decide who wins the Heisman Trophy in 2019. So to me, if I could only watch one football game this weekend, I'm going to take LSU Florida. The Gators going on the road undefeated against the undefeated Bayou Bengals out of LSU The question begins now. I know LSU already had their one game against Texas. They got the win. But the question that really we're going to have to confront is, will or will not uh, LSU be a legitimate big-time contender in the SEC West? Can they take down Alabama or not? I think we'll start to get a little bit of an idea based on how they perform against Florida. In particular, is LSU's defense better than we anticipate? Because right now, Joe Burrow has been off the charts with his success winging the ball all over the field. Is that going to continue? I think it will be intriguing uh, to uh, to see what ends up happening there. I'll bring in the crew. We'll break down all of our picks uh, going forward there with the NFL and with college football. I'd encourage you guys, if you are at all interested in this uh, Hong Kong-China NBA dilemma and mess, make sure you go listen to the podcast this week. I had Darren Ravel on. Uh, Darren Ravel and I talked a lot about all the different wins and losses and aspects of the uh, of the Hong Kong uh, situation as it pertains to the NBA and their relationship with China. Dub, you recorded it. Pretty intriguing, right? If you're looking for something additional to listen to over the weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Kind of a special edition version of the podcast. And y'all go back and forth. A really smart conversation about a topic that's obviously been the story of the week. So go check that out for sure. All right. Everybody else will make their draft picks here for the weekend sporting events. What are you drafting? Number one overall. We'll bring in the crew. We'll have that discussion next. Then Joel Klatt live from Dallas. It's Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do we have a hypocrisy bell? Steve Kerr earlier this week was asked about his opinion on Hong Kong and the China protest as the NBA has been caught in a mess all week long. Uh, here was Steve Kerr when he was asked about his opinion on the protesters in Hong Kong. It's a, it's a really, really bizarre international story. And, um, a lot of us are, you know, don't know what to make of it, so um, it's, it's something I'm reading about, and, uh, just like everybody is, but I'm not going to comment further. So Steve Kerr basically saying, like, I don't really know what's going on in Hong Kong. How would you expect me to have an opinion on that? It's outside the country. Uh, problem. Last month, Steve Kerr on his Twitter account 
tweeted support for the Hong Kong protesters, retweeted, said the authoritarian trend is not inevitable. Fight back. It will work. So Steve Kerr now caught in a lie. Either he unintentionally retweeted a uh, encouragement to the Hong Kong protesters to fight back against China a month ago when he knew more, <laughs> evidently, about the Hong Kong protest than he does now, or he's completely caught in a lie. Does this surprise anyone that Steve Kerr, given how bad that answer was that we just played for you, Golden State Warrior coach, trying to avoid commenting on a political issue when he comments on political issues all the time, has actually, in the last few weeks, been retweeting and commenting on the Hong Kong protests. Why, why be so fake, man? Just be real. Like he's not. If he comments on China, he's not going to lose his job. I mean, just no. I, I, but I think the reason why he is afraid to comment on China is because of the money that the NBA will lose. I mean, I, I think that again, this is a clear example of taking money in exchange for uh, for shutting up. The shut up. They shut up and dribble in uh, in China. Because and I think this is directly co- tied to the economics of the NBA, which is the NBA has not been growing, despite what you read. It's down about 50% off of its highs back when Jordan was playing. And so the league has decided they need to grow overseas. And China is a huge market, and they're hoping to make all that money. But this is pretty ridiculous, right? I just tweeted this out. Steve Kerr has effectively been caught in a lie here about his opinion. I agree. I mean, like, he's entitled to give his opinion – but the dude gives his opinion on everything immediately, and here he is—he uh, is caught actually agreeing with the Hong Kong protesters and saying he hasn't made a decision. That it's bizarre, it's too complicated, it's messy. He couldn't otherwise find uh, a reason to have an opinion. So this, in and of itself, is uh, is is pretty intriguing. Anybody surprised that Steve Kerr was lying when he said he, that the situation was too complex and he couldn't make a decision? Danny G, you surprised? No. Dub, you surprised? I mean, he kind of sounds like I sounded in high school when I would come home <laughs> drunk. And uh, my mom would ask me, have you been drinking? And I was like, I'd be like, you know, mom, I, I just don't have enough information <laughs> to tell true. you these answers. I mean, that's kind of the vibe I got from that answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie Garcia, you surprised that Steve Kerr now caught in a lie uh, He a month ago? Or a few weeks ago, he had a strong opinion on Hong Kong, and now it's too complex. He doesn't really understand. It's messy. It's bizarre. I'm amused, is what I am. I would. I don't know if I'm if surprised is the word, but but very amused. Uh, Roberto, is this is that a good analogy? That yeah, uh, no, that, it was something like me when I got caught smelling like weed and coming home. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Uh, I don't know been, what you're talking about. Uh, man. Yeah, I don't. It must have been some. I don't know, mom. It's not me. It's you. You yeah. didn't have any brute cologne in the car. <laughs> no, man. Uh, it's cool. It was a rainy day outside. <laughs> yeah, rainy day. <laughs> no, no canoe uh, cologne. <laughs> uh, all right, so that is out there. If you want to go see Steve Kerr's actual opinion, let's play that one more time. Steve Kerr tweets, uh, retweets, I should say. Uh, Hong Kong rising, the authoritarian trend is not inevitable. Fight back, it will work. So he's encouraging the Hong Kong protesters to fight back against authoritarian governments such as the one in China. That is, uh, let's see, on September 17th of 2019, Steve Kerr retweets that. Um, and uh, But when he's asked this week what he thinks about the Hong Kong protest, this is what he said. It's a, it's a really, really bizarre international story, and um, a lot of us are, you know, don't know what to make of it. So, um, 
it's something I'm reading about, and just like everybody is, but I'm not going to comment further. Yeah. All right, Steve. Thanks. I don't know how the weed got in my car, officer. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean drinking? What do you mean I smell like alcohol? No, I haven't had any alcohol. Proceeds to fail the variety test on the side of the road. All right, so that's what's going on there. Uh, I'd said we would uh, do our draft. I told you already that I would take the LSU uh, Florida game. The Gators going on the road against LSU. If I could only watch one game this weekend, that is the one that I would pick. Danny G, I'm I'm, I'm troubled to ask you because last week you said oh, last you, week I picked one of the best games. It ended that up right. a good, game. good job, Danny G. Like, with your first round pick, you 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 went out and basically took. Yeah, a I only Lion took a, a game that some of the analysts on TV later said was the best game all Sunday. All right, so you picked the Raiders game against the, the Bears, Bears last in week London. as your yep. number one pick. What's Good job, your number Danny one G. Pick this week. Yeah, I'm gonna slide over to the NFC this week. How about the NFC West hopefuls taking on the NFC champs? Niners at Rams on Fox. Clay, it's on Fox. That's a good game. San Francisco coming off a big primetime win over Cleveland, as you know, and the Rams are coming off of back-to-back losses to the Bucks and Seahawks. Now, the Rams have never lost three straight games in the McVay era, so this would be a big deal if they drop this. Can they run the ball finally? Will Bosa get to Goff the way he did to Mayfield? And will Goff throw interceptions and then blame them on the high winds here in Southern California? Yeah, we'll see exactly what's going on there. Uh, that's a good pick. I like. Well, I ridiculed your first round uh, television viewing pick last weekend. Uh, even though it turned out to be a good game, you made a bad pick. Sometimes that happens. This is a good pick. <laughs> I like this pick. This is solid. Uh, Dub. You can only take one. You only draft one game going into the weekend. Which one are you taking? Redskins Dolphins. <laughs> Is that real? Because no. you just want to know no. who's going to have the no- I actually. Well, it is an important game because I saw odds on this. The winner of this game is now going to be a minus 400 favorite to get the number one pick I, in that's next what year's draft. So I actually, it's, it's the two-able. Yeah, it is. I actually find it a little bit intriguing. I mean, because uh, if you are a Redskins fan or you're a Dolphins fan, I would want to have that number one overall pick. And by the way, if I'm Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> if I'm Dwayne Haskins, I'm like, I've never wanted my team to win a game more because he doesn't want to get Josh Rosen, right? I mean, if, if in all honesty, if the Redskins have the number one overall pick and Tua is out there, I don't know how you pass on Tua. I think we could have a similar situation to what we had last year, which is you have a first-round quarterback like the Arizona Cardinals did with Josh Rosen, and you've got Dwayne Haskins sitting there who may be okay one day. We don't know. But if you've got Tua who you feel like is a surefire, and there's no real such thing as a surefire, but as close to a surefire outstanding option as you can get, if you've got him sitting out there, how do you pass on Tua? So if the Redskins lose to the Dolphins, then I could see that being a really pretty intriguing game to watch. I also am am legitimately wondering are both these teams going to try and tank? I mean, are they going to play crappy or are they going balls to the wall to try to win? I, it sounds paradoxically ridiculous to pick a matchup between two awful beaten teams. They haven't won a game yet, but I actually am kind of intrigued to see what happens here. Yeah, no doubt. But for my actual pick, I'm going to go Texans Chiefs because That's we, a great we one. heard back earlier in the season when the Ravens played the Chiefs this could be the next Tom Brady Peyton which was Manning so ridiculous even the biggest Lamar Jackson stands on the planet now are starting to come around to my position of Lamar Jackson somewhere around the 20th best quarterback in the NFL right ever since I know he came out and he looked awesome against the Dolphins and he looked good against the Cardinals but the last three weeks he's come back down to earth he had three interceptions against the Steelers 
20 might be too high for Lamar Jackson. But you're right. Now the new Brady versus Manning is they've got their they got their Brady or their Manning, whichever one you want to say, with Patrick Mahomes already. They keep looking for the young uh, gunslinging rival, and now the new one is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and I think this could be an absolute shootout. This is a high total, 55 points. The Chiefs' defense not very good, and the Texans coming off an absolute walloping of the Falcons where they put up 50-plus points themselves. So this could be a fun game to watch, no doubt. Love that pick, too. And by the way, do you think Chicago Bears fans just watch this game crying uh, quietly to themselves because they traded up to get Mitch Trubisky when Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were both on the board that they could have taken with their regular pick? I mean, if I was a huge Chicago Bears fan, I think it would be the first thing I think about every morning I wake up and the last thing I think about before I go to bed because this game, you're right, it's got to kill Chicago Bears fans across the country to watch this game thinking, oh my God, we traded up in that draft. These guys were picked behind Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I I don't know uh, what the impact would be, but it's got to be tough to be a Bears fan right now and have Mitch Trubisky. Even Mitch Trubisky's got to be like, what the hell were the Bears thinking? Uh, All right, Eddie Garcia, you're about to go to Australia. Let's pretend that you have the ability to watch games. You have a number one draft pick to make. Who would you draft? I think it says uh, we've got a pretty good football weekend when all of us are picking different games, and I'm a sucker for a college football rivalry, so I will take Texas-Oklahoma over uh, LSU and Florida. Um, Now, the Gators proved me wrong last week, but I do think uh, LSU is going to handle Florida this week. So, um, yeah, I'm going going OU-Texas. So on this 17-hour flight, by the way, you take off at 1030 at night tonight in L.A., and then you land evidently in Auckland and then continue. But what time do you actually land? Is it Sunday morning? I, I, I can't even the, – the, the, I mean, is it already Monday? Like, what day are you actually landing in Australia? I believe it will be Sunday morning at like 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Sunday morning. Yeah. So your entire Saturday – in some way will be it's spent. Gone. in the Yeah, like it just disappears. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's so weird. Yes. So you will be in. The, you will take off on the air on Friday, and it will be Sunday morning when you land. I believe that is correct. Yes. Oh, that's so weird. That is. I, I've never taken a flight that long, but I mean, the the the, the going across all those time zones and everything else. I, I'm curious when you get back from Australia. If you're just waking up, Eddie Garcia is headed to Australia 10:30. I'm curious how long it takes you when you are in Australia to kind of get your footing and feel like a normal human again, right? Because of all the time zones. Because I would like to go, but I think you have to go for at least two weeks if you go to Australia or New Zealand, or else it's just you're in too much of a wacky space. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I'll I'll give you a report uh, how it goes when I get back. But I have a friend who's gone twice, and I asked him, how do you deal with with the travel? And I loved his answer. He said, just suck it up. (laughs) just suck it up there's nothing you can do about it just don't stress about it just handle as best you can so i want to take my kids but my kids are so young i feel like that would be even tougher on them and you would almost need to be gone for longer than two weeks does that make sense like two weeks i know is a long vacation but i I just feel like with your if you're going to take young kids to australia i'd be curious if people have done that how that worked because we've taken our kids to europe like you saw we took them to the titans uh, chargers game in london and they did pretty well like uh, on that flight but that's half as long and uh, i just don't know how long it takes for your body to bounce back and if you're a parent and you've got young kids with you i wonder how long it takes you to bounce back because it's not just you that you're responsible for all right roberto what game are you drafting for the weekend I'm going to go with uh, like with Danny G, uh, the 49ers and the Rams. you got the 49ers defense and Bosa going up against the, the Rams and the struggling offense. And it's interesting to see if the 49ers are for real. They've had an easy schedule so far, and 
And the Rams got to win this game, man. If the Rams don't win, they're going to be three games back. So it's a big game for the Rams, man. Should be indeed. Uh, appreciate uh, all you going to their draft pick. When we come back, we're going to go down to Dallas. Uh, scheduled to be joined by Joel Klatt as he gets ready to call the big OU Texas game that Eddie Garcia just drafted as the best of the weekend. So uh, that will be uh, intriguing to, uh, to see exactly how that game goes and also hear what Joel has to say. This is OutKick. Up next, Joel Klatt live from Dallas talking about OU Texas. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you spending your morning with us. Eddie Garcia is about to take off for Australia, but before he takes off from Australia, he's going to give us the final update. No pressure on you, Eddie. I don't want you to screw up. Can you manage to do it? Uh, well, we'll find out. We'll start with postseason baseball, Game 5, ALDS. and the Good stuff as always, and Godspeed. Have fun uh, going to uh, Australia. How much do you pack to go to Australia? Like, Do you guys, uh, like, are you going to use the laundromat at some point, or are you packing two weeks' worth of clothes? Well, I think my wife is packing two months' worth of clothes. Yeah, no but, kidding. Uh, we, do, we do have a washer and dryer at the uh, Airbnb we're staying at. What's so. the weather going to be down there? Because it's, uh, what, what, what time are you, it's like what? Is it's it spring. The, yeah, spring. So. Uh, in Sydney, it's going to be in the mid-60s. And in Cairns, it's going to be in the high 70s to 80s. So Okay. So not that much different in yeah. general than what you guys might be used to in L.A. True, true. All right. Well, have fun. Thank you. Uh, and Thank I'm, you. I'm like, curious when you get back in two weeks to hear uh, all about it. And if you decide that you want to call in, you're welcome to call in the show yeah. at any point and tell it, us it, if you nearly die. or if, if I Yeah, if I survive the spiders and the uh, snakes, I will. And the sharks. I'll, uh, I'll have a full report for But you. just for the record, if you are killed by an animal in Australia, we're able to talk about it like you're not going to hold us accountable for it. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Have a good time. Thanks. Uh, that is Eddie Garcia, who is off to Australia for two weeks. Uh, people who work on this show have better vacations than I do. I don't know how this is possible, but at, like Eddie just bailing in the middle of football season for two weeks, he gets to go to Australia. I don't yeah, know if you, I'm you ever killed get to me go to for Australia. having one Monday morning off. You didn't say one word about Eddie being gone for two weeks. Well, it's true. I gave him a pass because I'm jealous of what he's going to get to do. I gave you a hard time for taking Monday off because you were taking Monday off despite doing the exact same thing as me. You went to an early afternoon wedding yeah, but for I, Jason Martin. But I was out of town tourist. I needed to go to Broadway and check things out. Yeah. I was you, investigating. It was market research. I, uh, I meanwhile, was back ready to roll. Is what, What's the deal with Joel Klatt? Yeah, Joel's ready, and he said he's still scarred from seeing you shirtless on Lock It Did In. you see that? Did you oh, see me topless? I tried to unsee it, and I couldn't. I'm sorry that sometimes people just need to bring sex appeal to television. I mean, it's not a surprise. The Baywatch girls, I mean, that's why Baywatch was, was so popular. Anti-sex appeal. Yeah. That was anti-sex appeal. <laughs> How about the fact that they just grab pictures of me on video because they have a constantly running camera in my house and I'm walking by getting dressed and then they just put it on national television? That seems like a violation of some some sort of constitutional right i did don't know just, which one but did we just wake you up you sound like a husky voice joel clatt well i i'm i'm a little under the weather oh, and no. trying to trying to you know get over that but uh I'm, I'm feeling better today than i have uh in the last couple of days but yeah that's what you're you're hearing a little husky voice is is i've got a little uh little cold going so they're doing, I think, to give people an update who haven't watched the show yet, the big noon uh, Saturday game, but they have a pregame show. They're going to be live. You guys are going to be live. I'm assuming you're going to go by and say something. Is that pot? I would think uh, during yes, the pregame show. Yes, I will show. say something. I will be on. <laughs> I'll be on the pregame show. They're going to do two hours of big noon oh, wow. kickoff, and so I'll be on um, a few times in the first hour, and then a few times in the second hour. So I'll be a part of the show. Um, for about four segments. So for anybody out there who is uh, going to this game, and I imagine there'll be some people listening who are going to Oklahoma, Texas, fabulous rivalry game at the State Fairgrounds there in Dallas. 
it's going to be a pretty cool setup. They've done this for a couple of years in a row, but if you want to go uh, and be on television or go experience uh, the, 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 the sort of the, the bedlam, you are able to roll in there, and it should be pretty cool to, uh, to see. I can't wait. This is actually my favorite game. I know. Listen, Ohio State-Michigan is great, and it's, a, it's an unbelievable rivalry, and I love the game. But there's something so unique about this game in the state fair, the, the, the sights and the sounds split right down at the 50, the hatred between the two teams. I mean, it's just it's, it's one of those bucket list games. If you have not been to a Red River game and you are a college football fan, I think it's one that you've got to go check out. It really is. Um, and this one in particular – did you know? How about this, Clay? If I were to ask you of of like the great rivalries out there, which rivalry has been played more times with both teams in the top fifteen? Which one would you say it was in the entire and all of college football? That's uh, right. I would give you like if I were guessing the five games, I'm going to give you five right off the top of my head that I would think are most often going to be matchups of you say top fifteen. Top fifteen yes. teams. I would think Ohio State, Michigan has to be up there. I would think so Alabama twenty one times. Tw- how many times? Twenty one. Twenty one times. I would think Alabama, Auburn has to have been top fifteen battle a decent amount of times. That's eh, not really on the list. <laughs> All right, that's probably an indictment of Auburn more than it's an indictment it, of Alabama. Yes, it is absolutely. It absolutely uh, is. Uh, I would. Th- this, is, this is actually a great. Uh, this is a fun, uh, fun kind of game for me to sit around and think about. I would think that. Uh, let's see. Um, Big time rivalry games that I think you know I don't want to miss. Army Navy back in the day, I bet they were sometimes in the top fifteen, but they probably haven't been for fifty years. Either team ranked in the top fifteen. Uh, yeah, that's I would think Tennessee, on Navy. Tennessee Alabama has probably been one where there's been a lot of top fifteen matchups. Uh, yeah, not really on the list. <laughs> remember about- now, the the remember. See, you're you're under some recency bias here. Outside of Alabama. You know, the, the history of the SEC schools is not actually as strong as you would think. Well, Tennessee's a top 10 all-times wins team. So, uh, That's true. SC, That's true. SC Notre Dame. Yes. Uh, SC Notre Dame is on that list. Um, this is this is a, a, a – let's see. I'm trying to think if there's any – you know, Florida, Florida State, even though it's really recent, I bet there were a lot of top 15 games in that one. Close, close. Florida State, Miami. Ah, yeah, I should have gotten Florida State, Miami, but that's still but very anyway, recent. That's the, the, all since like 1975. Yes, but it was like every year. Yeah, for, right. For 15 years, um, no, uh, 23 times Red River. So this is the one that's been Number played one. more times than any other rivalry as a top 15 matchup. Uh, just to give you some sense of the history of this matchup. So, um, and it's again this year. And the reason I bring this up is because of of how huge this game is you know for texas think about it from, from texas's standpoint this can negate that lsu loss almost right um from earlier in the season and it puts them on track to have the catbird seat for that big 12 championship game at least a berth in that championship game which maybe can get them back into the playoff after that last uh, loss to lsu and then for oklahoma side they haven't really been tested at all very similar to alabama they haven't played anybody and so from the standpoint of of what is Oklahoma this year, I think we're going to have an answer to that on Saturday night. 
are you with me that an 11 point spread or 10 and a half point spread as this line currently is seems insanely high last six yeah. years texas has won three of these oklahoma has won three of these uh texas is uh i mean this is uh, it's a cliche but you really can throw the record books out but that seems wild to yes. me I think it's totally wild. When I saw it, I, I could not believe it. Now, uh, there are some metrics that would suggest that Texas might struggle, like their pass defense. They've got three starters out in the secondary. Their pass defense is rated 126th in the country right now. So there's some things out there. But it really doesn't matter. Heck, Charlie Strong's teams came in there and beat Oklahoma. This is a game that plays within a possession. It just does. That's what, that's what happens. So I, I was shocked. If I was, you know, if I was out there and I was trying to, to hold a ticket, let's just say that I would think that that number was way too big. So and Tom Herman has also been fantastic as an underdog. So let's let's kind of look at the college football playoff picture as it is right now. If Oklahoma wins out, they are in. Right. I mean, the, there's no point in discussing it. If Texas Correct. beats Oklahoma, they would at worst be number three in the country at worst. And that's assuming that the teams above them, Clemson and Alabama, continue to win. And I know you're. Well, with I think me. they would even finish higher than Clemson. Yeah, and Ohio CFP State. You'd be Ohio State, Bama. Yeah. Ohio State would and Bama would be right up there, or an undefeated Georgia, or an undefeated LSU. Right. Uh, so, but if Oklahoma loses, it kind of throws everything in the Big Twelve into an uproar. Now. They, in theory, would play again, right? I mean, uh, like they did last year, probably, unless somebody else sneaks in there. Uh, but if Oklahoma loses, then on Sunday morning, people wake up in the Big 12 and think what? Oh, gosh. I think because of last year, I think they would they would think, well, Oklahoma now has no room for error right. and no margin for error. But But – I was I was with some of the Big Twelve folks last night. Actually, we had a dinner here uh, in Dallas, and <clears throat> we were talking about this. And, and I just brought up to them, I was like, "Listen, guys, like, it's not great for you if Oklahoma loses because the SEC top end with one loss teams potentially as non-division winners is going to be really strong. Yeah. You could have Florida sitting there. You could have LSU or Alabama. You could have Georgia. And and any one of those teams could be, in theory, Clay, 11-1, not having won their division, sitting there with their only loss being to one of those other teams. And we've seen that the committee values the SEC much higher than any other league. They want to talk themselves into SEC teams as much as it can drive me crazy at times. I mean, that's that's what they do. And so if, if Oklahoma loses, even as a champion, even if they were to avenge that loss, I think they would get in over one of those teams, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm really I... not sure. In particular, if it's this, imagine if it's Texas. Okay, imagine if Texas is 12-1 and as a Big 12 champ and LSU specifically, Clay, yep. is eleven and one with their only loss to Alabama. Who goes? Oh, I think it would be LSU. Uh, I but, think so too because they won the head-to-head matchup. Yeah, but I do think the the even more challenging situation for yours. Let's say Oklahoma finishes twelve and one, but loses this game, comes back and avenges that, like they did last year in the Big Twelve title game. But 
what if I, I don't think that Georgia is going to lose? Okay, I understand. You know, you look at the rest of their schedule. Could they lose to Florida? Yes, it's a big rivalry game, much like OU Texas. By the way, that's another one that I would put in there uh, for top fifteen matchups because there have been a lot of those over the years. It wouldn't stun me if uh, if if they lost that game because exactly for that reason, it's a fifty fifty setup. That environment in Jacksonville is phenomenal. But if if Georgia does what I expect them to do and goes twelve and zero, then even if they lose to Alabama, let's assume it's Alabama or it's LSU, whoever the other team is, and that other team is 12-0, and I don't know how you could leave a 12-1 and Georgia that loses another close game to Alabama or LSU or vice versa. I don't know how you leave them out, especially uh, if Georgia has a win over Notre Dame and Notre Dame continues to look as good as they have so far this season. If Notre Dame goes and beats Michigan, and let's presume that they beat USC this weekend <laughs> – I think Notre Dame's going to finish 11-1, and one, and their only loss is going to be by six on the road in Athens. That's a pretty damn good resume, even though people like to pile on Notre Dame and say they're overrated. I think the Irish are pretty good this year. You could, in theory, have a one-loss Big Ten East non-winner in Ohio State or Penn State. Yeah. Like, it, this is shaping up to be and, – and here's the thing. I don't really think that there's a clear-cut, like – mark of like who's really good and who's not i i genuinely believe clay that we've got 10 teams probably 11 teams that i think are really good i think texas could beat anybody on any given day i think that they proved that even in a loss to lsu i think ohio state has looked to the best of anybody in the country i think georgia is damn good i think alabama is really good the team that i'm here's the i'll tell you the one that drives me nuts clemson yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get in because their schedule is awful. The I ACC mean, is garbage. Play, the ACC is trash. It is absolute trash. And Clemson's gonna go undefeated and get in. And to me, they are the 2014 version of Florida State right now. Yep, the defending national champion that goes undefeated and gets in, and then just gonna get their doors blown off. Now, whether that happens or not, but of all the top teams, wouldn't you say that they have played? by far the worst football if you were and this is why Clemson fans are fired up at me but if you were just seeding teams I I, this is what I try to do when I rank teams and I know you're you're trying to do it too because you have Clemson I think six in your poll if you were just judging teams based on what they have done so far this year and how they have looked I'm not sure Clemson is in the top 10 and that's not to say they're not talented That's not to say that, yes, they are undefeated. But if you just look at what they've done against the opponents that they have played, Trevor Lawrence has been downright average. And that's why I like that 2014 analogy, because Jameis Winston was very average in his sophomore year after winning the Heisman Trophy in the national championship. Now, he's a redshirt sophomore, so he'd been one more year in the system than uh, than Trevor Lawrence had. But Trevor Lawrence has just been okay. And and I, I saw or read an interesting article, I'm curious what you think about this, saying that, yes, Clemson is very talented, but at wide receiver, they have the same guy, right? Like, they don't really have that uh, Hunter Renfro guy who's your slot receiver who's going to get open and make it more difficult to defend. They have the same big, strong, physical receiver, and they run the same routes and they do the same thing, but they don't have the same variety that they did on offense last year. I think that that's interesting. They're 20th in scoring offense, scoring only 38 points per game. And and that game against North Carolina is troublesome. They only managed 331 total yards in that game. Did you know that in the previous three games to that, North Carolina was allowing 436 yards 
to to their three opponents. That's yeah. that's over a hundred yards difference. You know, it just it, it, it's not adding up for me. And I think six, by the way, that I have them is generous. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't I have them in my top generous. ten. <laughs> this this is why this system sucks because Clemson's not going to get tested and they're going to go and there's going to be some damn good football team with one loss to to another damn good football team and we're going to watch Clemson go to the playoff. All right, you're calling OU Texas. What do you think expect to see happen in Florida on the road against LSU and in Penn State on the road against Iowa, which I would say are probably the two other games that are going to get the most eyeballs? I think Penn State is really good. Do you know Penn State's second in the country in point differential at plus 198? They're second in the country in scoring defense, allowing just about seven and a half points per game. Um, They are really, really good. They lead the nation five sacks per game. Uh, After last year, they were first. The year before that, they were third. And Sean Clifford is really good. Sean Clifford can throw the ball down the field. He's fifth in the country right now in yards per attempt to their quarterback. Um, I like Penn State a lot after Iowa struggled in particular protecting the quarterback against Michigan. And then in that LSU-Florida game, I just don't think Florida's going to have enough juice in back-to-back weeks to rise to the level to beat another top-10 team. And I think this one is much better than the one that they played last week. So they get Auburn at home, the easier of the two. Now they've got to go on the road to maybe the most – Clay, would you say the toughest environment in the SEC? I think LSU at night is a different caliber of carnival-level excess drunkenness, and I I just have been there a lot of times. And the the thing I've said is I don't know how the people walk. You know, after all the alcohol that they have consumed, it's just a different level of noise at night. Yeah, I think it's probably the toughest environment that there is in the the SEC. Now, obviously, the players have a lot to do with it, but it's just a a juiced-up atmosphere. And because of that and because of their offense, I think it's going to be a great matchup. If LSU can can protect Burrow at all, I think that they win. It wouldn't shock me if they won by double digits. Yeah, I'm a double-digit guy in that game. Okay, so at the end of the OU-Texas game, who has had a better performance at quarterback, Sam Ellinger or Jalen Hurts? I kind of think Sam Ellinger. Um, I think he's underrated. I think that he – is going against a defense that is still struggling with their confidence, and he's got his best wide receiver back this week, Colin Johnson. So I think Ellinger is going to have a huge day. Good stuff. Thanks for getting up early with us. I'll send you some topless photos of uh, myself to help get you through the rest of the weekend down there in Dallas. I almost threw up. (laughs) On live TV, I almost threw up. Uh, enjoy it. Go watch. That's Joel Klatt at Joel Klatt on Twitter. Go watch them. They're going to have a pretty awesome setup if you're going to be at OU Texas or, you know, obviously flip it on the television as well. But that Texas State Fairgrounds setup in Dallas is really, really cool. He's right when he's saying it should be on your bucket list as a fan to go check it out. I feel the same way about Georgia, Florida. A lot of these neutral site, big time college football rivalry games are about as good as it gets. And it's so unique compared to anything else that goes on in the world of sports. All right, we come back. I'll give you my college football gambling picks. Took some on the chin uh, last week. I'm bounce back performance this week. I'll tell you what I'm betting and we'll get you ready for the weekend. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Welcome back, Geico OutKick Studios. Montel Jordan's melodious tunes. I think I said this. We played this for my... uh, nine-year-old like this is a really popular song in like 1995 he's like i like this 
It's a really good song. That means it's timeless. Uh, I think it was by 95, right? Uh, Montel Jordan always finishes off the week for us. We'll obviously be back on Monday uh, unless one of us is killed by an animal. Um, but assuming that happens, there'll be a hell of an animal Thunderdome. And in the meantime, I have got picks for you guys, including the Blood Bank Guarantee. Cue the music, boys. Guess who's back? It's time. A.K.A. Mr. Make It Rain on the move. For Clay Travis to make us rich. I'm rich! Including the legendary, famous, well-known, talk of the town, most celebrated. I'd buy that for a dollar. Blood Bank Guarantee. Now, this is wild. Uh, We are over halfway through the college football season. You know how, like, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, it's like the seasons never end? I think they take like two weeks off for hockey and then they're back with the next season. Well, we're now in week seven of college football. And as we roll into week seven of college football, that means I got some gambling picks for you. Uh, Illinois, I like to cover against Michigan. I'm not buying Michigan. They had one great game against Rutgers that wasn't close. Everybody else has been under a three-touchdown margin. I think Lovey Smith circles the wagons, gets it done against the Wolverines in terms of covering three-plus touchdowns. You just heard me talking with Joel Klatt down in Dallas. He's calling Oklahoma, Texas with uh, Gus Johnson and Jenny uh, Jenny Jenny Taft. I almost made her married to uh, Joel Klatt there. I've got Texas plus 11. I think this game's going to be close. Big noon kickoff on Fox at noon Eastern. I think this game's going to be very, very close. Sam Ellinger and the Texas Longhorns hook them, cover you the 11-point spread. Memphis at Temple. Memphis, really, really good football team under Mike Norvell. They continue to win. I don't think Temple has much uh, in the tank offensively. Memphis comes out, rolls them. I like the Tigers, minus six. Ole Miss at Mizzou. Speaking of the Tigers, I like the Tigers to cover against Ole Miss. Um, It's pretty good. Since the Wyoming game that Mizzou started off the season with on the road in uh, Wyoming, They have won every game they've played since by 20 or more points, including big wins over West Virginia, big wins over over South Carolina as well. Another big win coming against Ole Miss. South Carolina, Georgia, I'm a little bit nervous about this one, but I like Georgia. I just think Georgia is a different caliber of football team than everybody else in the SEC East, including South Carolina. I like the Georgia Bulldogs big here. They've won the last three by 14, 14, and 24. I think they win this one by 25 or more. Mississippi State at Tennessee. This is a must-win game for Jeremy Pruitt, even though his team is the seven-point underdogs here. I don't think Mississippi State's that good. I think Tennessee plus seven is a steal here. Absolutely love the Vols plus seven against Mississippi State in Knoxville. Michigan State, Wisconsin, a lot of good defenses in the Big Ten, not a lot of offensive firepower. I like the under in this one with the Spartans going on the road against the Bar- uh, the, uh, the Badgers. Florida LSU, I like LSU by over two touchdowns. I know the Gators are undefeated. I know they got a big win over Auburn at home. I know Kyle Trask, their quarterback, has filled in for Felipe Franks very admirably. But ultimately, I think Florida is deficient on the offensive side of the ball. I think LSU exposes them there, gets the win. I've got the Bayou Bengals, the Tigers, by 13. And then Bama A&M, 17 is too many. 17 is too many. I'm not saying Alabama is going to uh, lose this game. I don't think that's going to happen. But 17 is too many for Bama on the road against Jimbo Fisher. Uh, USC Notre Dame, the Clay Helton Express, it ain't getting rolling here. I like Notre Dame to cover and uh, win by two touchdowns or more. And finally, tap the vein, boys and girls. I absolutely love 
the under on Penn State at Iowa, two of the top defenses in all of college football. The over-under in this one up to 41.5. I like the under. Tap the veins. The blood bank guarantee of the week. Penn State, Iowa, the under in this one. All right, boys and girls, thanks for hanging out with us for another week. It's been a wild ride as it usually is. We'll be back on Monday breaking down the NFL Week 6 and College Football Week 7. Hope you guys have fantastic weekends. Go listen to the Wins and Losses podcast with Darren Ravel as well as download this one. Thanks for hanging on OutKick. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.